Hey Miley, we need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Woman, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Woman Get In Podcast. I am Miley. And I am Mandy. And uh, we are ecstatic that you are with us this week. We are ecstatic. Yeah, I picked a new word this week. You pick, I think. I feel like you pick a lot of E words. Do I? Well, I think excited. Excellent. Excited. Maybe energized. Well, I haven't used that word no? before. Maybe I'll use that word next week. Okay. How are you? And what is new with you, Mandy? Because I know that you have a great story you want to share with us today. <laughs> I'm okay today. I'm trying to get better. My uh, just technology is being really obnoxious for me today. I had a lot of computer issues and I just couldn't get a lot done. So I felt like I felt a little um, trapped, so to speak, by the lack of technology today. But fresh off a weekend in Tucson, as discussed last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so uh, Tucson, first road trip. With Mr. Boyfriend. With Mr. Boyfriend. And uh, the, the itinerary beforehand was going to include a hike, maybe a second hike, and visiting a beer festival? Correct. Was there anything else on the itinerary that we were planning? I, oh, I was going to try to get in a winery. Got you. Because okay. there are some local like Arizona wineries down in that part of the state. Yes. And their hours just weren't conducive oh, to my okay. trip. So what happened in real life? And we life, had other hiccups. It did not, yeah. So <laughs> it did not include the winery, even though you were hoping for. So maybe next trip? Yes. Okay. You did have an event or a pop-up on Thursday night before you went to Tucson. Let's oh, yeah, I did. the very, the very beginning. Because I like to start <laughs> from the very, very beginning. Yes. The pop-up was super fun. We popped up with Shameless Burger at TVG, which stands for the Vanilla Gorilla. Did you find out what that, like, the origins of it? No, but I did meet Holly. You did not understand the assignment I gave you last week. Yeah. It was like, it was real fast-paced. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> you get there and within 20 minutes of putting my feet on the ground, sell out. I was selling. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, an hour later, I was down to probably two dozen cupcakes. Wow. So, I'm so happy and proud of you. Thanks. It was fun. And I, well, I brought a little bit more than I brought at the last pop up I did with the other traveling food vendor. I was like, I'll bring a little bit more just to make sure I have enough. And it still was probably an hour and a half and I was sold out. Wow. Yeah. When Shameless stopped doing doubles, it was obvious that they were slowing down the funnel like of orders so that they could continue to serve more people and not run out of burgers too quick. I uh, I was already at a point where I was like, OK, I'm I'm, you know, dwindling down to my last few dozen. And uh, it was good. It was a lot of fun. It wasn't too hot outside. I popped up in the parking lot right next to them. Which leaves me in everyone's view as they're standing in line waiting for burgers. Uh, and, you know, they either pop out a line to get things while they're waiting or they order their burgers and then they come over and get their cupcakes. Uh, just depends on how ambitious they were and how much they did not like how dedicated they were to getting the cupcake flavors they wanted before they ran out. <laughs> what so, flavors did you have? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, chocolate peanut butter, I think. Did I? Maybe uh -oh. chocolate peanut butter, like mm. a Snickers. I think I took a Ooh, Snickers one okay, okay. and a cookie butter churro with mm, Biscoff cookies, mm, yeah, a mm, Funfetti. Mm. Oh, yes. That's a winner all the time. Oh, and a strawberry champagne. 
Ooh, strawberry champagne. I so a little something for everybody, yeah, like a birthday cake, a chocolate, yeah. a fruity one, and then the fun uh, or the Biscoff cookie one, another kind of savory one. That one's my favorite. Really? Yeah. Interesting. A lot of times people ask what my favorite is, and I, I always just tell them what my favorite one is on the table, and that was the one. I took extra of those. Okay, got you. Um, my all-time favorite is always a Funfetti, yeah. but the Biscoff one has been up there. I don't know if I've ever had the strawberry champagne one. No, you've had a I've maybe had a, a strawberry donut. Butter. Oh, strawberry donut. Oh, yes. Yeah. And my Homer Simpson donuts. Yes. yes. Uh, and then I've had the chocolate peanut butter ones. I'm not the biggest fan of peanut butter, but as I get older, I am becoming a fan of dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Immediately so, after she just demolished a handful of peanut butter M&Ms. No, no, they're not peanut butter M&Ms. They're or, peanut I'm sorry, peanut M&Ms. M&Ms. So peanut is different than peanut butter. Well, my peanut butter <laughs> only has one ingredient and it's peanuts. <laughs> There's a difference in my mouth <laughs> between <laughs> peanuts and peanut butter. I do put actual couple peanuts on the top of the cupcakes, ah, but there is okay. peanut butter whipped into the frosting yeah. and then caramel and drizzle and caramel Ooh, and chocolate on top. Good. Yeah. No, I'm weird. Yeah, it's fine. Some people <laughs> are weird like you and don't like <laughs> peanut butter or, or are as excited by peanut butter. Yeah. But the majority of the vegan community Love is very excited butter. by oh, peanut butter. Okay. It's like... Even on the low end of the scale, like on a one to ten, they would rate it a seven. Oh, you know what I mean? But the people who are really into peanut butter would eat anything that you put peanut butter on. Yeah. You know, I also like peanut butter on my celery. Oh, hell yeah. Me too. But I like uh, I've never been a big fan of peanut butter, probably because my brother used to chase me around all the time with a big spoon of peanut butter and force me to eat it. So maybe you told us this before. So every time I think about peanut butter, I think of that traumatizing series of events in my life but i am becoming more open-minded as i get older was he really concerned about your protein intake no <laughs> he just loved peanut butter and really wanted me to love peanut butter too and so I he did thought not. by yeah. torturing you would yeah. somehow mm-hmm. tie in know. positive emotions with we're, peanut butter we're weird people apparently he I didn't think know. that one through uh, i'm not <laughs> tell him i said so <laughs> but yeah okay so pop-up went really well pop-up went great we were there for a couple hours awesome. i got to try a couple beers afterwards like sat like ordered our food with Yay. the pop-up okay. they had a couple and extra burgers yeah, I was at the there. End. yeah i was gonna say i was like i'm craving a burger now it was super good mm. really good it's my first time having them because you know when you work events you tend to like yeah. i'm working the whole time they're yeah. working so you don't always get to eat but uh I finally got to try their stuff. Really good. We each got burgers. We shared some of their uh, like nasty fries or shameless fries. I think it's just shameless fries with uh, a sauce that they mix up. Yeah, I think they were out of burger, (laughs) so they weren't doing nasty fries. Well, that's the real thing. Yes. What's on their nasty fries? It's like the sauce and the onions and then their burger. Oh shit. Yeah. So we just had the sauce and the onions. Shameless. Yeah. Sauce and onions. No burger. Oh. I think that's the only oh. difference. I think there was cheese on there, too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was cheese. Cheese, a sauce, like mm-hmm. some sort of their version of like a secret sauce, you know, mm-hmm. and caramelized onions. Cheese. So they were pretty good. It was a perfect little meal for us, like mm-hmm. a burger each and sharing a French fry. French fries sound really good. And then right? we had a couple beers. It sounds like I'm really hungry right now. Cause it I does. Mean, yeah. I can think, I think I Dear am. Miley, have you eaten today? <laughs> no. Tell me about it. I'm not sure. Besides peanut M&M's. I'm going to tell me about it. Who knows? I can't remember what I did an oh, hour ago. I was here funny. an hour ago. Oh, also um, at the yeah. Vanilla Gorilla. Uh-huh. Sorry. I'm back on food now because you've got me on it. Yeah. I had the best beer I've oh, ever really? had 
in my entire life. What? And the beer I am currently incredibly obsessed with. Mm-hmm. If anyone knows anyone who works for the brewery, B-R-U-E-R-Y, brewery. Okay. And can get their hands on some Gozes Are Red. Ooh. I think Roses Are Red, but spelled with a G. Uh-huh. Uh, a goza is a style of beer uh-huh. that's similar to a sour. Ooh, it tends to be okay. pretty tart and fruit mm-hmm. infused. Um, but this beer is called Gozes Are Red. And I was like, brewery, B-R-U. B-R-U-E-R-Y. And I, I had like a small pour of something else. And I was like, well, that one's good. I'll just have that one. So I had that. And then I saw this other one on the menu and I'm like, I kind of just, I just want to try something else. So I was like, can I get a taste of that? Or maybe Mr. Boyfriend asked for it for me. I forget, but I got a taste of it. And from the first second it hit my lips, I was freaking out. Like I put the glass and I went, oh my God. And they both looked at me kind of terrified, like the <laughs> bartender. Yeah. <laughs> is it a good thing? Yeah. Is that a good, oh my God, or a bad, oh my God, or oh my God, what's up? <laughs> the bartender, she just kind of looked at me like, uh. okay? <laughs> and Mr. Boyfriend just was like, uh, also a little <laughs> terrified. Like, I don't know what like, to do. <laughs> no one knew what was happening. <laughs> and I, because I just went, oh my God. And I set it down and I, and I stared at the glass kind of with this like shock face yeah. probably. And I went. That is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everyone was waiting for the follow-up because they're not sure if it's the nastiest thing you've ever had or the best thing you've ever had. I'm glad they were happy. I'm sure they were happy when... (laughs) One taste. And I went, oh my... I I tasted it again. I went... And she came back by and I went, I am in love with this. And she goes, oh, so that was a good oh my God. (laughs) I was like, yes. It was fantastic. If you, it's hard to describe for people that don't drink like much beer or wine. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, I, I taste it and I was just like, oh my God, it reminds me of wine. Like oh. it, it reminds me of a, a really good rosé, oh. but it was beer. Like it had this like fruity goza beer. Obviously that's where it started. But then I was like, why does it taste like wine? I was like, oh, I'm freaking out. This is so good. I was like, yes, please. I'll have one of these. So I ordered like a short one of those too. And I was just freaking out the whole time I was drinking it. And we looked it up like maybe later while we were sitting there or the next. I don't know. I'm obsessed with it. It's been like five days and like that's all I can think about. Um, I finally looked it up on whatever the app was. This app that Mr. Boyfriend had me download where you can like do things with beer. I don't know. I finally looked it up and it's. It has Syrah grapes added to it and it's aged in what they call these fooders. They're these giant wood barrels, not like small barrels that you age wine in, but really, really big ones. And it's got Syrah grapes. And I was freaking out. I'm like, this is why it tastes like wine. I was like, oh my God. Like I was just, I'm tripping. So I found online one store in Phoenix that supposedly has it. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I can get it on tap up there, but I got to drive 10 miles. Um, But there's allegedly one store downtown that sells it in the cans. So tomorrow I'm going downtown and it's not far from where I'll be. So I'm going to go over there and see if I can snag myself a pack of it because like I'm obsessed. I tried to find it when we were in Tucson and there was one store that allegedly had it. And the guys were like, no, I've heard of it, but we haven't had it in a long time. I'm like, damn it. So 
I don't know what I'm going to do because they don't like ship it to people here. Like you just have to find somewhere that's oh. that's, that's had it distributed. Got you. So I really, really I want it. find it tomorrow. I really, really want it. If anybody hooked me up with the brewery, ghosts are red. Um, <laughs> so that was my Thursday night. We came home, uh, packed, and Friday got up. I had to deliver a wedding order on my way out of town and then head to Tucson. Got to Tucson. The, our Airbnb people were super sweet. They let us check in early. We were staying in the casita. Like, imagine a casita about two-thirds the size of yours. Two-thirds the size of mine. So smaller than mine, and mine's already small. Yeah. It's, oh. We had a double bed. Oh. I was like, I don't remember looking at the bed size. That's my bad. <laughs> okay. I mean, we're two. Like, I'm 5'9". He's 6'1". Yeah. I'm yeah. like, all right, oh. we'll make it work. <laughs> It'll be cozy. Um <laughs> <laughs> and luckily Tucson's not it wasn't super hot so it wasn't yeah. like you know and there's an air conditioner or whatever yeah. but so we're like uh they were asking me on the app what time we were getting in I'm like actually we're not too far would it be okay if we could drop our stuff off and change or, or just like we'll change in yeah. the car but whatever could we drop our stuff off so that we don't have to take it with us because we want to do a little hiking grab some lunch and they're like sure 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 so they just showed us around and kind of let us check in really Aww. So we drop our stuff off, we change our clothes, and we head out. And I've downloaded the All Trails app and then decided to head out to this trail in the Saguaro National Forest. I'm like, this is this little trail here. It's like two miles somewhere. I looked at a bunch of them. They were all between like two, two, two and a half miles, about an hour walking. We find the parking lot, no problem. And we just start off walking, right? <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I'm only laughing because I know what happens. <laughs> and I go ahead. We're supposed to be walking about an hour. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. we saw people about 45, 50 minutes, maybe close to an hour into our hike. We saw one other couple who were probably in their 50s. Uh-huh. And they didn't look particularly exhausted or like they'd been yeah. going a long time. And he, Mr. Boyfriend, and I were both kind of like, gotta be near the end of this trail, right? And we just kind of said hi to them and kept going. And I was like, we must be near the end. Like we were about an hour in and it's only supposed to be about an hour trail, but I'm not feeling super confident about it at this point. And I don't think he was either. 20 or 30 minutes later, we're still walking and we haven't really seen any signs for trails. We saw one sign. We Uh saw one sign just before we saw this couple and it had three or four lines on it and it had arrows that pointed in three different directions oh that's so clear (laughs) so how much how much more obvious can the trail be and the sign was cockeyed in sort of a weird way like it it said you can go this direction which was like if you were staring at the sign kind of up and over the hill Uh to get back to the road or you could go back this way or this way to continue on the loop and i'm like well that's the loop we started on so i guess we just keep going this way an hour later we're both borderline like he's freaking out a bit more than i am but i'm like genuinely concerned because i can tell the sun hasn't really changed much direction we started at noon mind you so the sun's not moving a whole lot over that time frame and i can't really tell which way is northeast southwest we haven't had cell phone signal since about 20 minutes into the walk so we are now hour and a half into the walk and not certain of where we are haven't seen people and i think he's about out of water at this point oh my because he didn't fill up his water before we left and oh mr boyfriend i know he don't i don't uh, whatever i can't manage everything (laughs) i got i got my water bottle full 
it's about an hour and a half in and i'm like well we're 30 ish minutes past where we probably i think we should've were supposed to be walking yeah. about an hour and 15 like this should have been a loop we should have hit the road by now and it doesn't feel like we're getting any closer to this road to back to our parking lot and i'm just like i don't know i can't get a signal I have a question yeah you downloaded the all trails app uh-huh just to get the reviews or to pick a trail do you do you not know about the other features of the app correct okay, i don't know anything cool. about this app i so, find the app moderately confusing you. and That's frustrating why because you don't know the other features so right if, so there is a download app button so you can something like see the map when you're offline right yeah so but i can't still really figure how good that would do me if it, i don't have a gps location to tell me where i am on or off the trail so there is a feature but i think it's a paid feature but it will give you an idea of where you are at any one moment in time. And it's not necessarily about GPS or. But I mean, if like I have if no have bars, like not even one. So X there is a bar? feature when you download it, it can still somehow track you. Because uh, hmm. that's what happens whenever I do a lot of my longer hikes. I will track myself so that I can record the time. And if as long as I've as long as I've been in cell signal before I lose signal, it continues to track my trail until I come back to where I need to. So whenever I do my longer trails that I end up losing reception because I go to mm -hmm. a higher elevation uh, or to an area with no cell reception, as long as I start it and there's a recording. Oh, yeah. Feature, we had so a record. record. It was recording our time. Yeah. Uh, but it should be as long as you do it while you're in cell signal. But regardless, I apologize. I just, just <sighs> like, do you know that there are other features on the app? It was recording okay. us yeah. the whole time because I started the trail yeah. in the app. So, I mean, I was like clocking the amount of time in the yeah. app. And, I'm, and I was also clocking it on my Fitbit just yeah. for the amount of steps and things. And an hour and 30 in and he starts to get pretty panicky like. Just like Aww. panicky, like your boyfriend. like I'm I can sorry. feel it on him. Right. And I'm like, all right, well, that's not helpful. So like, what do we want to do? Yeah. Do we turn back? Because like at about an hour in, it was like, well, this must lead us out. It's clearly leading us somewhere. But then we came across a trail sign that like took us off. So we were in a wash at the beginning of this trail. This trail is part of this trail is a wash. And at some point it becomes not and it just leads you off into the fucking wash and the trail goes off somewhere else. Interesting. Okay. Where? I don't know. It's oh, yeah. really unclear. Uh, on the same point, you were, where were you? Let's just let Saguaro our National yes, Forest so, West. Yes. So maybe if you're not. I gave I it a one like, star. Unless you, unless you have a <laughs> compass, like you are, an, a, a, I, no offense to you, Mandy or Mr. Boyfriend, unless you are a very experienced hiker with all of the tools and gadgets with you when you start hiking, mm -hmm. I personally, and I don't think that I'm a very experienced hiker, but I think I'm a little bit more of an advanced hiker than you and yeah, Mr. Boyfriend. Put together. <laughs> yeah. And so. Uh, if you are not an experienced hiker, please allow me to encourage you to not go to Saguaro National Forest West. If you don't have a compass, if you don't have other gadgets and tools, a first aid kit, like the, like you know how to manage and take care of yourself if you by chance get lost and you know how to reach services if you don't have a cell signal. Right. So <laughs> just for your safety. And, uh, you know, let me just also say I'm so thankful that you and Mr. Boyfriend are safe and and healthy right now and not injured thanks there was some dehydration yeah for a few days <laughs> it I'm felt sure. like it took about yeah. two days to catch up but i only say that because i've i we both know people who 
yeah or a person yeah. that passed away because they I mean, we live in were dehydrated and they went on a hike and they ran out of water and then passed away so well, that person I take these also things very seriously. actually had a condition that yeah. shouldn't have been in the sun exactly um <laughs> but so it's real bad if you get lost say, though even yeah. if you didn't have that condition right very important to be mindful of your water levels as well my biggest thing is the moment I am halfway through my water, I turn around and go back. Even if I've not completed my hiking trail. Yeah. So plan, plan. Yeah. And I can't really answer for what was in his head when I said, what do you want to do? Do you want to turn back? And he was like, I'm sure that when you turn back, it's just your brain tricking you. Like your brain's playing tricks on you. I was like, well, we're two hours into this direction. Yeah. So we either go two hours straight back where we just came from which is the only thing that I know will get us out of here or because I'm not going to continue walking in this direction. I'm positive we are not heading in the right direction. So we need to get like up on top of a hill to try to see an actual trail or catch a cell phone signal. I finally caught a cell phone signal two hours into the hike. I was like, I'm stopping. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. We're clearly not going to run into other people. And like this is just more and more nerve wracking the longer we go in a direction we don't know where we're going. Yeah. So I finally got a cell phone signal. I dialed 911 because I don't know any other phone numbers. I don't know if I have signal for very long to like. Yeah. And you definitely want to be mindful of nightfall, too. And so like you're at about 2, 2.30. 2 o'clock. And Mm -hmm. even if. Sun starts setting around 6, I was going to say like even though and even if the sun isn't going to be setting for hours, you just never know how long it's going to take. So. I mean, if it took me two hours to walk out there, who knows how long it'll take somebody else to find me. Mm -hmm. So they connected us to the sheriff's office and uh, the search and rescue office, like the the rangers out there. Nice. I got on the phone with the dispatch lady. She goes, I have a a really good coordinates on you right now. So I think it shouldn't be a problem to find you. I just need to get this over to the sheriff's ranger deputy, blah, 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 people. And I'm like, you just stayed in one spot. Yeah. She's like, don't move. I'm like. Okay. <laughs> and Did you have uh, a rock to sit on or anything? There were some rocks around Ugh. and um there was a giant saguaro cactus. Oh, oh, so you cuz we were in the saguaro shade? forest. Yes. Are you using it for shade? So it was the reason I stopped where yeah, I stopped. Smart. I was like I'm stopping right here cuz this yeah. 20 foot 25 nice. foot tall saguaro. Did it have what did it have any blooming flowers on it? No. Oh, but it had okay. one arm that went up and it had one arm that went like down in this weird curvy <laughs> oh, way. Okay. And I was like, this is so weird. I've never seen so many saguaros with like arms down that... bendy yeah. arms, like oh, weird bendy arms. Okay, okay. Um, but I stopped there because I was like, this is it. And I was like, oh, shit, I have a signal. Done. <laughs> I have two little one. bars, yes. like not even 3G, just like two little bars. And I got her. She got me connected over to the office. They were like, we have coordinates on you. Just stay put. Uh, deputy or a ranger or somebody whoever is going to get a hold of you I'm like okay so then I'm noticing like if I move three steps in any direction Ooh. I don't have that little bar of service wow. and it would every now and then it would pop into 3g oh. and I was like oh look, I have 3g and I would try to pull up the all trail thing oh, to see yeah. if I could find a trail near me but the all trails I don't know if it just takes too much data or it what it could not it would not load me a map as to where I was, yes. but Google Maps would load. Oh. And it turns out we were in the middle of absolutely fucking nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and literally like an hour straight off the trail. Like we wow. must have hit a turn. Yeah. There was some turn mm-hmm. somewhere, mm-hmm. but we were, I mean, cause you could, I just, I'll show you the screenshots later and you will just poop yourself. Like it's stupid. <laughs> 
I was like, we are so far. I go, the nearest trailhead is this trailhead over here. This has to be where they're going to go and then hike in to get us. Yeah. And we're going to have to hike back over here. Yeah. And I was like, it's east of here. But and I think that way is east. But I'm not sure. I don't see a trail to get there. Yeah. And I know this wash is going to take us back in a different direction. Yeah. So mind you, I call it two. It's like 245. A text comes through and it's like, we're oh. trying to locate you. And it was the sheriff's office sending us this link on my phone, texting me a link to hit find me. Like, are you still in the oh. same spot? And you hit this little find me button on oh. it and it shoots the coordinates to them. And it's Sweet. like, great, we got you. Stay put. And I'm like, well, I'm right where you told me to stay 45 minutes ago. And I was like, oh, my wow. God. But they tried to send me that text 10 minutes ago and just just coming through. And I'm like, Whoa. what? So I'm like, oh, my God. So we waited. I mean, that's at 245. At 345, I was like, I, I moved back into the spot where I could get signal again. And I was like, hey, uh, still here. <laughs> <laughs> could you just give us an ETA? I mean, at this point, we'd been lost so to speak for two hours like but yeah. staying put for almost two hours but physically like really not knowing if we were ever going to see another human again for about two hours the last two hours you know yeah. what I mean like we'd been two two and a half hours I guess at this point beyond the time where we should have been done hiking so I was like any update at an ETA and maybe like 15 minutes later like a text came through and it said there's a ranger on the trail so hopefully soon I'm like, okay, that was that was maybe just before three. And I'm like, all right, three. No, that was just before four. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) okay. hopefully soon. I'm like, how long is the trail? How long will it take him? What trail is he on? (laughs) Just we just at that point, we've been out there so long. It was just like a little bit of information would be helpful. You know, like just anything you can tell us to make sure. Like, I know they have our coordinates. I know they're going to find us. It's not a big deal. The sun's still up. Thankfully, I had sunscreen on. Thankfully, still had like, I don't know. I had about 20 ounces of water when we called and we stopped moving. So we weren't like chugging water. It wasn't super hot. You know, we had hats and sunscreen and things and we had shade like by this giant cactus. And um, so like our minds weren't going too cuckoo. You know, mm-hmm. I think if you were alone, I think it'd be really hard to sit still. Yeah. You'd start to go. I should just. But it was like I didn't even know which direction the person like our ranger was going to be coming from. from. Yeah. So it's like I can't even walk in a because dir- they wouldn't tell no, me anything. You shouldn't. <laughs> when like they just stay put. I know. I'm like, just That's tell me which direction to, do, to yeah. meet you. Don't try to meet. Just stay put. <laughs> yes. But your mind just, wants yeah, to. I know. Um, literally. I mean, and then for 20, I'm like, move back into signal. I'm like, hey, still here. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, okay, he's he or she. I get a thumbs up back. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Swear to God, I died. I was like, all right, they just sent me a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> I'm like, please tell me more. And then, gosh, it was probably another twenty. So about four forty-five or four fifty, maybe four forty-five. A text came through that said, "Is Ranger Varble with you?" And I was like, oh, no. And I had this total panic moment of like maybe that ranger's lost i'm just kidding no well no i didn't even think that i thought i thought it was like if your uber gets stolen i was like (laughs) (laughs) what if he found someone else and took them home and i'm still out here (laughs) and i can't request another ranger because that one's already got my ride (laughs) someone stole my ride 
So I was like, um, no, we're not with him. And I was like talking to Mr. Warp. I'm like, oh, he's got to be really close. I mean, it's been two, two and hours. a half, 2.45 yeah. at this point yeah. since they told, since I called. Two hours since they told me a ranger was like, quote, on the trail. I'm like, it's got to be here somewhere. Like, I was like, can we just, should we just start yelling and he's pacing around a little bit and I'm like what are you thinking he's like well I want to whistle I'm like well then fucking whistle dude I was like just don't do it in my ear like go that way or go that way so he starts shooting off like loud whistles you know like fingers in your mouth loud ass whistles and in one direction then he comes on the other side of me into the other direction because you know we're on like a wash yeah and we don't know where he's coming from and then all of a sudden we started hearing a whistle back oh no way how cool and i was like oh my god there's someone here (laughs) (laughs) there's a person here other than you and me (laughs) (laughs) right it was like an emergency whistle type of sound i was like oh my god there's a person here that's not us this is awesome and i'm like it sounds like it's coming from that way. He goes, yeah, it does. So he like went the one direction that we had come from and walked a little bit and he like hollered for me and he's like, I can see him. So yeah, we basically wandered off on a wash, which the trail that we started off was partially a wash and apparently at some point veered off into an actual trail. Yeah, so this range, yeah, ranger horrible. finds us, loads us up on water, um, asks how we're doing. Otherwise, I'm like, well, I've had like 300 calories today. It's 5 p.m. We have had no, I've had no lunch. I Obviously, I had expected to have lunch. So he gave us like, he had a bag of cashews. Thank goodness. Of oh, all thanks. things in his bag, something yeah. I could actually eat. Yeah. Uh, so Mr. Boyfriend and I, ate the the little bag of cashews that he had and uh we filled up on waters and he's like you think you can start walking i was like that's all i want to do all i've wanted to do for the last two hours is start walking in any direction i don't care which one (laughs) just one that gets me out of here so let's go i could eat and walk at the same time and like chatted with him and i was like do you mind if we talk he's like no i'm like no offense to obviously this guy but um (laughs) we've only been talking to each other for the last like five hours out on the trail (laughs) So <laughs> just chatted with him a bit and like found out his story, how he became a ranger, oh, cool. why and what his background was and how long he'd been there. And he was like, he's like, this is actually really it's like it's not that uncommon to get lost or yeah. off trail out here. He said the washes look like trails and the trails don't look like trails yeah. at all. He said they're they're not well marked. He said, I've actually been advocating for a long time to get better markings out here on these trails. Um He's like, it's really not hard to do. I'm really glad you called when you did. Cause like I was, it was probably nearing the end of their shift. I think oh. he would have gotten off around four or five. Got you. And obviously the call came through to him sometime around two thirty So, and, uh, so yeah, then it was pack up, get your water, get your gear, yeah. get some snacks, like preparing to make sure that he was prepared and could bring things to get us out of there as yeah. needed. We reported that we were injured and we had some water, but, um, yeah, so, yeah, then we had about an hour and a half hike out <laughs> to a completely wow. very far away trailhead. Did he have a compass? Is that how he was, or how did he navigate he, back? So, I mean, he's been I'm working so in that. Yeah, me too. I was like, how the hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he had a compass. He didn't actually tell us about a compass, but I could see him 
looking oh, at something, something in his Ooh. hand every now and then he would just pull it up yeah. and check it and make sure he was heading in the right direction yeah. and i mean i could hear him on the like a he must have some sort of long distance two-way radio course, that he was yeah. chatting with people about and he let them know that he had us and yeah walked us all the way back to where we saw this one crazy sign which we did see but this one sign that says the word trail and has an arrow that points in both directions, not in either of the directions <laughs> that we were like, Aww. like we crossed this yeah. sign. Like we didn't come off of this trail, yeah. but it was like, go in these directions. And we were like, uh, <laughs> Yikes. but yeah. what trail is that? You know what I mean? Like no fucking clue is read. It just says trail and has arrows that literally point one left and one right. Holy crap. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? And then, so he walks us up the one side of it, the side that we did not come from. We literally started on like a north end of this big national forest and ended up on the east side. Oh, wow. And what we had to take two trails, which at some point when we got really close to the trailhead, we did see a sign or two. He goes, but there's a point where these two trails meet where we'll have to start jump on the other one to get back to the trailhead. He's like, but there's no signs. He's like, it's just a pile of rocks. <laughs> I was like, how do people live out here? Oh. How many do you have to come out here every day and get somebody off this mountain? Probably. Well, it's not even a mountain. I mean, it's really a super Stop flat hike. Security for him. Honest to goodness, it was just wild how I was like, it's not. He's like, it's not intuitive. I'm like, oh my god, I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like, how do you know where you're going, especially at noon when the sun's above you and you're just like, everything looks yeah. the fucking same. I'm in the middle of the Saguaro Forest. It's all just brown cactus uh-huh. everywhere. Yeah. And we're walking on, he's leading us. And I'm like, this is a trail? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's not, he's like, yeah, it's not a very well-worn path. I'm like, clearly. I mean, you can, you would not even know it was a trail, Miley. Mm. Bonkers. Some parts, very well-defined. Other parts, probably not. A huge, probably 40 minutes of that walk, you would not have known you were even on a trail. Wow, yeah. It's probably not a very well taken he's like oh yeah i've come across people out here heat exhaustion and like i found one guy who was heat exhausted when i was coming out here looking for another guy who had broken his ankle and i'm like oh gosh like we got all the stories stolen ubers there yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think they ended up he said they ended up selling a helicopter which is like their last ditch effort they don't like to shoot out you can't land helicopters everywhere and like yeah yeah. so that was a whole lot of fun that was a noon to 6 30 hiking adventure with a three-hour layover in the middle of the forest (laughs) i love it oh that's holy hilarious. hell I'm so happy that you're healthy it was safe. wild i was like all i want to do now that we had the snack all i want to do is get back to the airbnb i want to wash the day off of me mm-hmm. and go out and find dinner yeah. he's like you guys deserve a meal he's like y'all need to go out so shout out to saguaro national forest west for deputy i think it's cody and ranger varble major shout out to them the only two people in the station that day Thanks for coming to find me. Thank you for saving Mandy and Mr. Boyfriend. Thanks for (laughs) him too. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for the cashews and the water. And I was like, I'm coming back to Tucson soon and I'm totally going to hook them up with like cupcakes and stuff. Yeah, that's really cool of you. Awesome. And then the rest of the weekend, how was the beer festival? Really fun. I'm glad. Really fun. Good time at the beer festival. Have a good time. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know he's really into beer. So, I mean, yes. Yeah. And we both really needed like Friday night to reset. <laughs> emotionally yeah, like of course uh, but by saturday we were good we I'm walked glad. over we were so close we could walk we were six seven minutes walking from the fest 
uh, walked over there, hung out for most of it. We even left a little early because we were just like, we're done. I think we drank everything we want. Nice. Neither one of us really want any more. And we had a great time. And all right, bye. Oh, good. Went home. Uh, oh, no, we didn't. Did we even go home? I can't remember. But we Ubered out and had like a dinner somewhere and a beer somewhere. And then, uh, yeah, fun night. Oh, good. I'm so happy. I love Tucson. I mean, it's where I went to college, so I love that town. It's very dear to my heart. So I'm glad you guys had a great time and great first road trip. I can't wait to hear more road trips that don't involve search and rescue. Uh, But I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, You know, (laughs) I don't think we'll be hiking anytime soon. (laughs) Well, unless it's a very well-known, obvious like path. Yeah. With lots of people. But I will take this opportunity to maybe do a plug in for our episode today about how to get good at anything. So if you <laughs> want to get good at hiking, yeah, there's a lot of things you can learn from Mandy and Mr. Boyfriend's experience with hiking. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I love hiking and I, I've learned a lot and I'm still a work in progress when it comes to hiking. And so if we have any listeners that are interested in becoming better at hiking, feel free to give me a shout out. <laughs> I don't know if you want to give Mandy a shout out, but... I can tell uh, you how to walk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good at that part of hiking. I got sunscreen and I got a hat and I remembered my water. Yeah. I forgot my snack. That's okay. But yeah, there's lots of tips and tricks. And and when it comes to hiking, I mean, it's great exercise, but it, you know. It's more than just walking. It is definitely more than walking. (laughs) And, uh, and there's a lot of planning and things like that, but we will talk a lot about how to get maybe, good at anything. Maybe Miley should do a whole episode on hiking preparedness. I would love to do that. Maybe we should work that into our personal safety self-defense episode. Mm, yeah, that sounds good. It's part of that. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I totally. Talk. And, I, and Or just talk to me about hiking anytime you want. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't gone any hikes lately, but because my priority has been on flying. But yep. I do plan on making it to a couple of national parks this summer because I haven't gotten any stamps in my national park passport in the last few months and Since I'm Hawaii. Little, yeah. So I need to uh, get back on. I know I offered to take stamps. it to Tucson, but then there weren't There's anything no down there. I was like, somewhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> but thank you. I tried. Uh, awesome. Uh, and then today's episode is on how to get good at anything. Yes. I'm super excited for this episode. It's actually really fun to record. It was really fun to listen back to as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, hope you enjoy the episode as much as we did. Yes. And get uh, some, get some, get your notepad ready. Cause I think there's a lot of things here that even if you just write down like a, maybe seven to 10 words, highlights from the episode, mm. I think they're, they're sort of like, they're sort of action words for me. They're just motivators. It's I like, like it. Do this, yeah. do this, do mm-hmm. this. Are you doing any one of these things today? Yeah. And if you do do that, please let us know what jumped out at you. Engage Absolutely. with us, DM us. Make we've been getting comments, we've been getting some, some DMs oh, and good, comments yay. from people. Yay, yay, yay. Well, as always, thank you so much for tuning in every week and uh, we look forward to hearing anything you have to say. So enjoy the episode. Enjoy. Hi Miley. Hi Mandy. How are you today? Good things. How are you? I'm great. Yeah. I'm excited. What are we talking about today? We are talking about how to be good at anything. I like that because I want to be good at anything and everything. Get your mind out of the gutter. (laughs) (laughs) You know me so well.
Dirty bird. <sighs> no, we're not talking about how to be good on that, but we might. Could we? Someday. We should. Actually, mm. I have to keep a per- <laughs> we have to we have to look for guests to have on how to be good at oh, everything. Yeah. See, this yeah. is how to be good at anything. That episode would be how to be good at everything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah, this is how to be good at anything. anything. Like a skill. Yes, how to hone your skills, uh, not those skills. Jeez, oh, oh <laughs> Um uh, yeah, how to hone your skills, how to become good at anything. Is there something you wanted to do, some skills, some product, some, I don't know. Talent. Yeah. Some, do you, is there a test you need to take? Is there, you know what I mean? Something new you want to learn, a, like a language. A biz, a language, thank you. I thought of that earlier too. A business you want to create. I was listening to a financial sort of coach talk to an entrepreneur about like kind of how to get her finances in order and a lot of what she was saying I thought this is a lot of this is like how to be good at anything and then I thought Mm -hmm. we need to make a podcast how to be good at anything I like it yeah because a lot of times we all have goals we all want to accomplish something complete something be good at something Mm -hmm. and so I I love this topic um when you showed it to me or suggested it to me I was actually in the process of talking to my students about deaf culture and working with people who are deaf. And one of the exercises that I was teaching was uh, learning different phrases in American Sign Language. And one of the students had asked, oh, Dr. Myler, are you fluent in ASL? And I was like, no, I wish I was. Mm. And I remember I was telling them that I took classes in high school and really wanted to get good at it, but never got around to it. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is something I want to get good at. So the the episode we're talking about today hopefully has <laughs> strategies about how I can get good at anything, i.e. American Sign Language. It does. Anything you want to learn. Anything you want to learn. Anything you want to be better at, good at. Yes. Anything successful you wanna, at. A skill you want to develop. This is the episode for you. Yeah. So where should we start? So the first tip I got basically kind of everywhere I looked and when I looked at sort of all the data that I was out there gathering is to build accountability. Okay. That is step one. So step one is you need to decide to do it. There was also, there were some studies that were done on people who committed short-term versus committed long-term. And regardless of the amount of time that they put into developing their skill, whatever it was they were focusing on. So if their mindset went into it that I am in this for the long haul, those people got better at their skill 20% faster by working on it less than the people who mentally committed short term. Oh, so it's about commitment like and knowing yes. that you want to make it to the end or make it to the finish line. Actually. Exactly. It doesn't matter how much time or necessarily hard work because you need time and you right. do need the hard work. But those who committed and were determined, maybe that's what it is, determined yes. to get to their finish line or get to their goal, got there faster. Yes. Is what you said. And, yes. And they actually got there. Yes. And that's the story. They got there because <laughs> they were committed to getting there. Yes. And building accountability um, like to yourself, that's I'm in this for the long haul. And curate a community around you that has the skills and the goals that you're looking to achieve or acquire. So having surrounding yourself, like I like to say things like get get as close to the sun as you can, mm. because it's like, 
I don't know, if I wanted to be in the record industry, I guess I wouldn't live in the middle of Iowa. I would move to L.A. I mean, there's a reason people who want to be in Hollywood move to L.A. You need to be as close as possible to the sun. You need to be in the thing where the people are. You need to to surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. Exactly. We talk about this in previous episodes about, you know, if you want to be confident, you surround yourself with people who are confident so that you have not just someone modeling that, but you can gain insight into what makes them confident, for example. Sure. You start to embody the habits. You start Mm. to embody that mindset. You learn by proxy. And you also have access to people you can ask questions. Exactly. And gain insight and actually be able to gain some skills or just Mm -hmm. advice. Yes. Uh, um, Finding a mentor is sort of part of this too. Like not only surrounding yourself with the people who are doing the things that you're looking to do, but finding a mentor amongst them and someone like this could be a coach. It could be a financial coach, like I was saying, mm. or a business coach, could be a fitness coach, could be a health coach, could be a tutor. If there's a big test, an you instructor, have. like I'm, I'm learning how to fly. I'm surrounding yes. myself with not just one instructor, but multiple instructors so that yes. I can hear, maybe I can hear the same concept, but from multiple perspectives, because maybe one person might give me insight from one perspective and then somebody explains it to me differently. And I'm like, oh, it reinforces what I'm learning. And you're also like getting in touch with all these women who fly Mm -hmm. and women in aviation and just building that little community around you really reinforces that you're in it for the long haul. And it sets you up a good support group. It sets you up to just sets you up for success. And I think also we've mentioned in previous episodes, when you surround yourself with people who have been where you are right now they can actually also share stories of maybe mistakes or failures they had Mm -hmm. and you also learn from those as well yes and they'll cheer you on Mm-hmm. They'll they'll remind you that setbacks are normal yep. like you just really need a community around you I love that and and you know when just like goal setting just like anything you do in life there's going to be setbacks there's going to be days where you are discouraged there's going to be days where you might want to give up but having this community is so important because you, they can be your support system. Yes. And always going back to that long-term commitment. Oh, yeah. Long-term commitment. Being determined to make it to the end. Reach do. your goal. Yes. Do the damn thing. I like it. Um, and that you can do it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if anyone else, I say this a lot, if anyone else out there has ever done it, so can you. Yes. That's why I always say that to them. I'm like, if somebody else can do it, I can totally do it too. Exactly. There was, oh, I saw a great meme, like little Twitter kind of meme thing today. And it was uh, like a pilot saying to a little girl, you know, you could be a flight attendant someday. And she goes, I could also own the plane. Oh, please send that to me. I will. Holy shit. I need that meme. It was great. It was great. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Be a flight attendant. So the next thing I put on my list and discovered at kind of how to be good at anything and some tips I got from these coaches was do it consistently. Oh, consistency is is everything, right? When we talk Huge. about building good habits, when we talk about goals, when we talk about anything mm-hmm. that we want to improve in our lives, consistency is so important. Yes. Uh, I. It also kind of flips back a little bit to the commitment thing where not getting caught up in short-term performance, short-term failures. I mean, think of the stock market. You Mm. don't invest in the stock market looking to get rich in six months. I mean, you might make a couple quick bucks, but to have any real success, you need to be in it for the long haul. This is like long-term commitment that we talked about a few seconds ago. This is don't get too caught up in what's happening now. 
Keep practicing, keep doing your thing, stick with it. Commit to consistency. You will learn from mistakes, which there will be plenty. We know. I mean, think about the days when we started this podcast. Yeah. We apologize for the audio. (laughs) (laughs) We apologize for so many things. Um, And the editing. So many ums, so many. (laughs) For sure. Oh my gosh. (laughs) For sure was everywhere in the early days. I forgot about that. I don't think we say it as much anymore. No. Or it was more you, I think, than me. Mostly me. Yeah, it was like 98% you. (laughs) Every now and then, one would just squeak out of me, and I'm like, where'd that come from? (laughs) Um, But yeah, learn from your mistakes. Keep going. Don't stop. Um, I made a note here. I I was thinking about people who learn to play music or are learning to write songs, and I was thinking, Beyonce wasn't Queen Bee overnight. Remember when the Jonas Brothers weren't the Jonas Brothers? They were playing in malls. Like, Justin Timberlake, wasn't he on Star Search? Oh, was he? I think so. Oh, what? Or was it Britney Spears? A bunch of those were all, kids were they on were like probably all on Star Search and Mouse, Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, like um so when you thought talk about when you talk about consistency, I think of this story that uh, I heard from Jay Shetty about Picasso in the marketplace. I don't know if you've heard of that story, but there's Picasso's in the marketplace and this lady comes running up to him and she's like, Picasso, Picasso, you're amazing. Will you um, draw my portrait? And he brings out a piece of paper and he draws her portrait in less than 30 seconds or in about 30 seconds. And he goes, here you go. It'll be 30,000 pounds or whatever the, you know, and, and she goes, you, why, why is it 30,000 pounds? It only took you 30 seconds to, to draw. And he goes, it took me 30 years to be able to draw that in 30 seconds. Yeah. And for me, that is a prime example of consistency because you don't get good. You don't get great. You don't get magnificent at your craft unless you're doing it consistently and over time and refining and refining. Right. I mean, I, I think back to the beginning of my baking business. Mm. I could not have baked the amounts that I do now as fast as I do now back then I just didn't have I didn't have the rhythm I didn't have I didn't have the know-how I didn't have the tips and the tricks and the the tools and just the little things that I figured out that would make it faster and easier uh and just more efficient all around if it if it wasn't for those years of doing it and back breaking and staying up all night and not sleeping and I mean Oh, gosh, I have a lot of sleepless nights. I was looking at all my old um, numbers, like, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, my God, I made so much money that year. Oh. I was like, I'm remembering my burnout now. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, like, I looked back and I was like, oh, yeah, I was so burned out that year. <laughs> it was wild. Um, but, yeah, keep going. And something I found that was really interesting when I was looking at consistency was another coach somewhere along the way it was basically telling you to foster your curiosity yes that was something on my list was it we should start a like a c list because (laughs) there's commitment consistency Consistency. curiosity so we should start a c list favorite (laughs) c words we have our f words now have our c words (laughs) yeah i thought that was a really cool one because you know i am by nature a pretty curious person i think think we both are yeah you are too you're like I want to learn to do ASL. I want to play I the guitar. I want to learn everything. I want to fly a plane. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do any of those things, but I do want to know how cheese is made. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like food curious. I want you to know how cheese is made so I can eat your cheese. See, you can fly me places and I'll show you where the good cheese is. Done. See, we are Deal. a dynamic duo. <laughs> Take that, D words. 
<laughs> but yeah, fostering curiosity. So kind of always being curious and wondering what you can do next or how you can get better is a bit what curiosity is about. It's like, don't be afraid to, don't let your ego sort of get in the way of wondering how you can keep tweaking this. When it comes to consistency, we were talking about the amount of hard work that you put into it. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's that old saying, you're not good at something until you've put in like 10,000 hours oh, or yeah. whatnot. Oh yeah, the 10,000 hour rule. Yeah, and there's argument that, it, you know, you can still suck after 10,000 hours, but after 10,000 hours, I'm pretty sure you are a lot better <laughs> than when you first started. It's so important to put in those hours. You know, I sing a lot and mm-hmm. I love singing. And a lot of people will ask me like, oh my gosh, like how did you get so good? And I try to think back and I'm like, I've been singing since yeah. I was five, six years old. And it, it, people ask me if I can teach them how to sing. And sometimes people expect results in one month, six months, a year. And I'm like, I didn't get to where I'm at. And I still have a long way to go. I mean, I have rhythm issues, but <laughs> I still have a long way to go. Right. But I've been, I've been singing for 20, 30 years of my life. <laughs> She's you like, know, do I, yeah, I tell I people? <laughs> yeah, I was like, how old am I? And do I know how to do subtraction? Maybe you were singing for 30 years. Yeah, so maybe. <laughs> or maybe I've been singing for 45 years or 10 years. I don't know. However many lives you've been living yes. on this earth. But it takes... It takes a lot of hours. Yes. And the thing is, you also have to commit to those hours and know that it is doing good for you. Right. You are getting further along than you were when you first started. Yes. Every hour that you put into it. Exactly. It used to take me a lot longer to frost a cake. Yeah. Doesn't take me long now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. depending on the cake. But uh, like you said, commitment is a real thing. And part of what I, um, the other thing I wrote down here in our consistency and curiosity <laughs> little bullet point is opportunity cost which I think is really important for people to grasp. And if you're like, I'm going to tell you a little bit about opportunity cost and it hopefully helps you understand it more, but it's not starting it now is a loss. So the opportunity cost is basically wishing you'd started something sooner. It's kind of like, uh, what is that term in finances where you invest, even if you invest a dollar now, Mm -hmm. Um, compound interest compound interest yeah yeah that's what it is it's like if you haven't started the thing today start it because the opportunity cost is just you're missing out on all that valuable learning and everything you could gain by not starting it right now yes I agree like you'll never get this day back you'll never get tomorrow back start it and start learning start doing now even if it's just 10 minutes do do 20 minutes yes Yes. I like it can we for a second, go back to your comment about curiosity. Yeah. I forgot to mention when you were talking about curiosity is there are going to be a lot of times during the journey that you're going to get frustrated. Mm. Those are the perfect time to, in you know, to choose curiosity over frustration. Because there are going to be times where you are failing, you're struggling, and you feel frustrated. And yes, don't ignore your feelings of frustration, but allow yourself to be curious about why are you frustrated and how can you, how, how do you get from your place of frustration to a better place where you can continue to commit to your craft? I like that. Yeah. If you're getting frustrated, you're focused on the wrong thing. You're probably focused on short-term goals versus your long-term commitment. So go back to step one. <laughs> um, train like you fight, I thought was a really cool phrase when I was reading on some of these things. Like uh, I was kind of 
peeping through Tim Ferriss's four hour work week and just how to learn a whole lot of books and uh, resources out there on how to learn and how to get better at things. I really liked the idea of train like you fight, meaning the scenario in which you're learning to do the thing should mimic the scenario in which you will actually be doing the thing. So like real world experience. Yeah. So like you're actually going out there and flying planes just like you will be in your test. Yeah, you're right. And there, I thought it was really funny that there were studies done on students who would study while stoned or maybe a little intoxicated. They actually did better on their tests, like exams, if they were similarly stoned or intoxicated because it was like a muscle yeah. memory. Holy moly. <laughs> it was so funny. I mean, theoretically, it makes sense. I'm I'm surprised, but not surprised that a research study could prove that. But yeah, yeah I, know, I right? like that there's a research study out there that proves that theory. Well, I, I yeah, I, I, I didn't look into who paid for this study, <laughs> if it was paid. Or how, if there's any uh, bias, like, you know, what kind of bias is in there. But yeah, if it was just like double blind or- <laughs> You know, like train yeah. in the environment that you will be fighting in. Yeah, it made me think of the movie Beer fest which is really i don't from forever ago but in the movie beer fest there's i i can barely remember this movie but it was super silly and there's a scene in it where the guys get super hammered and just all messed up at some bar and something happens the next day where they're like oh my gosh it must have happened last night blah blah blah, blah. and none of them can remember where they were because they were all so hammered, like bar hopping or something. They were all so drunk. They were like, the only answer is to get that drunk so ah. that we can remember how to go where we were. Oh, yeah. So they just like get hammered again and then it all comes back to them. That's hilarious. I was like, oh my gosh, like this it. is so funny. This actually works. But mm. yeah, so tra- train like you fight. So put yourself in the scenarios that, you know, you want to be in that are going to mimic where you want to be. And it also puts you in situations where you do feel a little bit of pressure. Sure. That's some of the, yeah. that, sometimes that's the best place to learn and to verify or validate what you're learning and to see if you can put into practice the little things that you're learning. You're learning ASL. You're not going to, you're going to go talk to people, oh, right? I'm going to go sign. find someone who is deaf so I can communicate or practice with someone so mm-hmm. I can actually get that pressure of someone's communicating with me in real time. Right. Because, well, and with ASL, like there are things like uh, facial expressions, oh, yeah. which are super important part of the language to, because uh, they're similar hand gestures for lots of words, but you need the facial expressions to let people know which one you're intending. Yeah. And so, yeah, getting out there and getting actual real world experience and feedback is really important. Yeah, that's why when you learn a new instrument or you're learning how to sing, you don't wait till you're perfect and beautiful to do a concert. You have recitals periodically, even if it's just a one minute song that you play on the piano or a one minute song that you sing. Like uh, your instructor purposely wants to put you out in the real world to get your feet wet to. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Let's see what we need to work on. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Train like you fight. I thought that was a cool saying. I was like, I haven't heard this one before, but I like it. Mm-hmm. On the topic of feedback, get feedback often and early. Ooh, I like that. That's very important. Both of those. Mm-hmm. Frequently and as early as possible yeah. before you have bad habits. Yeah. In my I, mind. This made me think of over the weekend we watched, Mr. Boyfriend and I watched, um, uh, oh gosh, Return to Space. It's on Netflix and it's a doc about Elon Musk and the space program. Oh, I didn't 
like I kind of know, but I don't really know, no. So I was like, I don't know. I'd be interested to see what this is about. So Elon Musk's company, SpaceX, is now the contractor for all of NASA's flights. Like, I think I heard something about this because I have, there's a space shuttle place. I don't even know what it's called <laughs> in Florida. And I've been wanting to go there and watch a shuttle like take off. Mm-hmm. And when I was trying to look at tickets, uh, oh. SpaceX was like, their name was all over it. Yeah. And it's a NASA place. It's all his rockets. Yeah. So NASA doesn't even build anything anymore. Holy shit. But what I thought was really interesting about it, it's a really, it's actually a pretty interesting documentary if you're cool with like, you know, nerding out on little space stuff, but it's not too nerdy. But what's fascinating to me and relatable to this podcast is that his approach to it, like NASA, it's kind of funny hearing the people who worked for NASA and the government are like, NASA's our biggest failure as a country. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that was like damn bro it's harsh why gotta be that way holy moly um but it was just it was really interesting how much how they compared the two and how elon gets into the game makes spacex immediately starts building immediately starts sending rockets up into the air it's like do it go figure it out figure out what's not working it was like do it versus study it and like a huge part of learning how to do something and getting better at something is actually doing the damn thing i like it um So it reminds me of this TED talk that I watched a while ago and I forget the guy who introduced the theory, but there's this thing called the marshmallow challenge (laughs) and I do it with my residents every year, but the whole concept is to do it early and to like test drive, like trial and error is one of the best ways for you to learn. The whole marshmallow challenge is where you have like 20 spaghetti sticks, uh, I don't know, 10 inches of masking tape and, uh, and string like, yes. I don't know, three yards of string or something. And your goal is within 20 minutes to build the tallest standing structure with a marshmallow on top without it falling over yeah. without any support. And, you know, when you look at adults doing it, they struggle and they struggle and they struggle and they build maybe five inches. But if you give it to children, like kindergartners and first graders, they dive right in. They have this innate capability that Mm. when they want to do something, they just go in and trial, like it's trial by error. And so they start building, they start building and they can build 20 inches or more, like tallest structure that holds a marshmallow at the top. That's hilarious. It's just like what you were saying, like, if you want to do something, yeah, jump right in, try it out. That's yep. the, one of the best ways for you to learn and see what doesn't work and then go back to the drawing board and try again. Yeah. I think about uh, my first event I ever did as the baking business. I signed up for the Phoenix Vegan Food Festival. It was only its second year in operation and I hadn't gone to the first year because I didn't know it was a thing. So I had no clue what to expect. The second year was even bigger than the first year and it was beyond everyone's expectations and of course I sold out like three hours into the event (laughs) and I was like oh that was wild so I was like that was a learning experience I learned so much from just diving into this huge event that it was it was impossible for me to not improve beyond that like it taught me so much about how to structure my time how to how much to prepare questions to ask about events Mm. that I was doing like attendance and hours Mm. and samples and just it teaches you so much to just start like a very important part of getting better at anything is doing the thing well you just said it just 
start, yes. right? And this is a, a, a big theme in, in both of our lives. But mm-hmm. whenever I think of those two words, I always think of you because <laughs> that is how our podcast started. You can only plan so much. And I'm such a planner that I'm like, okay, I got to do all this research. I got to look at all the equipment. I got to do this. I got to do this. And it took forever for us to start. And you, one day you're just like, Miley, we just have to start recording. Like just start. Like we can talk about editing all day, yeah. but until we actually record something to edit, it's not going to be very helpful. Exactly. Yeah. And we've learned so much because we just started. Yeah. Yeah. Go back and listen to the early episodes. <laughs> you will find out how much we've learned. Um, and we continue to learn. Exactly. That's what's a beautiful thing about yeah. it. Like keep doing it. Just, I mean, you and I, I mean, we're doing this for fun. Yeah. Well, also like, yes, we are doing it for fun. We're hoping to get paid for it one day. Yes. Uh, but the other thing is like, you know, this episode is about like how to get good at anything or how to get good at something, right? Yep. I will argue that good is a relative definition. Yeah, I we're think, better podcasters than people who've never done it. Exactly. I mean, are we good, good? I mean, that's our, de- we, I think we're fabulous. I think we're hilarious. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like how Miley good you- thinks we're good and I think we're funny. <laughs> I, don't, I think you're funny. Uh, no, as a team, we are funny. Because you're funny. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> you do funny shit, though. Not on purpose. <laughs> I, I I will consider myself funny when I am funny when I'm trying to, like when people think I'm funny when I'm intentionally being funny. Uh, there are moments, I'm sure. I just can't think of them right now. Because they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Oh, God, I guess. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, like I, you are as good as you think you are. Oh yeah. I love that. So if you think you're good at something, keep going at it, keep doing it, but you also have to define what good means to you. I, I, I believe that. And honestly, don't care too much about what other people yeah. are thinking. Like, it's not so important. Like try not to get too wrapped up in your head about other people's perceptions, put your stuff out into the world, see what works, see what doesn't work. Make sure you're putting it into the hands of people who actually use it. Like if I was feeding vegan cupcakes to like rednecks who eat ribs and fried chicken all day long, like I'm probably not going to get the answers or the data, the feedback feedback, that I'm looking for. But if I'm feeding it to people who are actually Mm -hmm. looking for my product, that's the feedback I'm interested in. If I put out a flavor that doesn't sell and people are kind of like, eh, didn't love it. I'm not going to make it again. Take into account the people that are giving you that feedback. And, and so going back to get your feedback quickly and as early as possible Mm -hmm. and constantly continuously, it's not just one time, it's consistently getting feedback and getting it early and getting it from the right people. And when you get it, when you get feedback that maybe you're unsure about or you're not really happy about, really consider the source of, you know, that feedback as well and have grace for yourself too and try to learn as much as you can from that situation. Yeah, I could be like, oh, dang, I really thought that was going to be a lot more exciting than it was. Oh, well. (laughs) Well, on that same note, like whenever I try something new, I always try it three times. Mm. Uh, And so like the first time you do it is your very first time. So get feedback and see what you can change. Try it one more time and... Then when you give it, if you are getting some good results or like some improved feedback, try it, you know, use that feedback and then try one more time to see if it really is a hit. Because okay. like, you know, like you just said, yeah. hmm, I really thought that was going to be a hit and maybe it will be, but you just have to tweak it. So give yourself one or two more chances to tweak it to get to where you want it I to I like be. that. And you could say to your test audience, what do you think would make this better? Yeah. I mean, ask for the feedback, I guess, too. Um, and it yeah. goes back to curiosity, right? Like setting your setting aside mm. your ego, being mm-hmm. curious about the products that you're putting out there and being, being curious honestly and, you know, sincerely about what people think about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I like that. Thank you for adding that. Mm -hmm. My last bullet point is to reflect and check in with you and look at how far you've come. Maybe give yourself a great big pat on the back and be excited about it. Maybe. maybe. You should. <laughs> and That's a definite. You know, That's a you, must. Yeah. You might have hit your first goalpost and now you need to set a new goalpost or, you know, you've got a lot of feet. You've got feedback at this point. You've got some things out there in the world, some skills that you're working on, some things that you're learning. Where are you? Where do you want to go? How, you know. You probably haven't hit your goal maybe just yet, but like these are things you should keep doing along the way. Like check back in with yourself. Um, what have I learned? What do I still need to improve? Is there a part of this? If you're building a business, it's a good idea to think, is there a part of this I should outsource? Because <laughs> as a as a independently owned business, I can tell you it's really hard to do everything and almost impossible and consider outsourcing some things that are just a struggle for you. I love that. Yeah. I think... Uh a couple things I do want to add yeah, to the conversation is there's this theory out there. I actually don't know the name of the theory itself, but I know the concepts within the theory. And it's really just understanding the process of developing a skill or getting good at anything or getting good at something. And so there's this, uh, there's these like four stages that you will encounter or you know, endure, I guess, or go through, if you stay committed and you are determined to get to where you want to go. Uh -huh. And so it, it starts with stage one is where you have the, this unconscious uh, incompetence. You mm. don't know what you don't know. I That's read about a, these. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the name of these? Um, what I read was that it was someone talking about them on Rich Roll's podcast. Ooh, I don't know. Rich Roll is actually a really popular vegan mm, who has a pretty popular okay. podcast, and I can't remember the name of the person or there's the a, theory. But there's yeah, books I, about I, this yeah. and lots of stuff about this. And so there's four stages. The first stage uh, when you're trying to learn something new is unconscious incompetence. Right. So you're not good at it. You don't even know what you're good at or what you're not good at. Like you right. just don't know. And oftentimes people are at this stage and they get stuck in this stage because mm -hmm. they don't know where to go. And that's why some of the tips that Mandy had shared with us earlier today about like reaching out and creating community, uh, reaching out to, you know, find a mentor, asking questions, being curious. Uh, that's really important because if you stay consistent with that, it will get you to transition from this stage of unconscious incompetence to conscious incompetence so then you learn about the things that you don't know yeah then you're aware you become more self-aware of all the things you don't know and what happens when you realize what you don't know you go and you figure out how to know what you don't know yeah and so when you figure out like now that you know what you don't know or what you're weak at right what your weaknesses are you go and you strengthen those things you find answers to the questions and the things that you don't know about and then that will trans uh, translate or trans you know transition you into conscious competence now okay. you're aware of the things that you do know but you're also aware of the things that you still don't know so if you have that like ego set aside and you have that genuine curiosity now that you are conscious competent in some areas or in this skills, then you identify again, what you're not competent in, what you're incompetent in, you become aware of those things. And then you continue to refine your craft. Mm -hmm. And when you continue, when you continuously refine your craft, it will then get, take you to a place where you are unconsciously competent. So you start to do some of these things really naturally, oh. kind of like you were saying. I was how, wondering if we were going to get to unconscious competence because I was like, yeah. what is that like? Well, things it's like, you're doing that you don't even know you know how to do? Well, I bet, <laughs> like, I was thinking about this 
when you told me about your frosting cupcakes. Oh, yeah. Because in the beginning, I bet you were so focused on how to frost it. But now, I bet you can do like 20 different things while you're frosting. You're listening to things. You're thinking about other things. You're not even really thinking about how to frost because it comes so naturally to you now. Yeah, and that's unconscious competence. It's a You're, muscle memory. Exactly. And so uh, these are the four stages that I think I agree with when whoever it is that <laughs> I feel so bad that I can't credit it to a name or a person. We'll see if we can find it. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. But these four stages actually, it makes sense to me. Yeah. And I feel like I go through these stages for a lot of the skills that I try to uh, develop and or many of the skills that I think I'm pretty good at that I've gotten to a place where I am hopefully unconsciously competent in. You're unconsciously competent in things like understanding your keys and your pitch and like which key you're going to sing an anthem in and like for the record I can frost four dozen cupcakes in under a minute. Holy shit. <laughs> While like probably thinking about what you're doing next and listening to a podcast. Probably and, yeah. like unconsciously right. doing a lot of exactly. other things in my head. But yeah, I timed myself. I video record things and I was like, oh, I did that in like 48 seconds. Look at me go. Yeah. It was like one cupcake per second. That's amazing. Um, But yeah, unconscious competence. That's pretty cool. I like the idea of that. That muscle memory that's like cheerleaders and gymnasts and you do the thing over and over and over and over again until you can basically do it in your sleep. Have you ever driven a route, like yeah. work to home and after years of doing it, you're like, when did I drive this? Yeah. Did I, was I like, like you're unconscious almost like there's a certain part of your brain that turns on and there's a certain yeah. part of your brain that sort of switches off and allows you to sort of check into this other part of your brain to kind of get some other activity. Well, the, exactly. And, and parts of your brain are still paying attention. Please don't be alarmed. Right. But like, <laughs> like you're still noticing, you know, things that are happening outside of you, but it's like a muscle memory. Like, it so is. anytime I've moved in, since I've lived in Arizona, I drive past my new street for like weeks <laughs> because I, yeah. like, I've lived in the same damn area for a year or like, I'm sorry, a year. I lived in the one mile square area, three addresses. And I lived in each one for like three to four years. And each time I moved, I would drive right past my new street and I go, God dang it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> my memory would just take me to my last yeah. condo or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, I drove past my street again today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like for me, like I've been singing the anthem since I was in sixth grade. So like Have the, you now? I know, the, well, the words are muscle. Like, <laughs> and so sometimes I think I forget the words, but I don't. And there's been so many nope. times where I get to the end and I'm like, did I skip a part? And I, I didn't when I look back to the videos. Oh, did you look back on the yeah. recent one? Did I tell you? No. Oh my gosh. I find So I told you, I was like, I don't think you skip anything, but you I raced just changed, through I changed lyric. the melody in yeah. a place. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm very good at, I'm very good at changing things up that I was I'm, almost yeah. positive. I was like, I'm positive. You didn't actually skip any words, but you like ran right through a line. And I was like, Oh, that was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've sang the anthem two more times since yeah. we, since that fiasco, since that situation. <laughs> and, um, I, I got brave enough to listen back to one of the videos. So that's part of it too, right? Like I had to set aside my ego cause yeah. I was like, Oh, and I feel no horrible. one else noticed I probably know. besides me. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I know it so well by you and I'm like oh I really like this key she's singing it in today da, 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 da. and there's like bah, 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 bah. <laughs> well that's what it is I, I tried a different key that day and it threw me off but and it then, was great thank you uh, but I finally listened to it and I realized <laughs> I I knew all the words it was yeah. just because I changed up the melody and changed up like the key and it threw me off but the words were all there so I learned yeah. from the situation you really that- just need to coach yourself <laughs> like 
I'm going to walk in. I'm going to pay attention to what I'm doing. I'm not going to let myself get checked out by anything that's going on around me. There's, oh, I've just read something about this. It's like, I guess it's like train like you fight, right? Mm. I think maybe your practice should be out in front of people. Yeah. So the last two times that I uh, sang the anthem, I actually purposely went out to like while they had me in the sound room or the green room or whatever, I would go out and I would actually find people and I would say, hey, can I sing this anthem to you? In for like in person, like right strangers? now, strangers, just strangers. Uh, like, can I games. just sing to yes at the games? Because <laughs> uh, I sang for another baseball game and I sang for Phoenix Rising, the soccer yeah. game here or the soccer team here. And I purposely went out and I was like, "Can I sing for you?" Why, like I at the Phoenix Rising game, I was actually in their VIP room, and so people were coming in for food, and so they were while they were standing in line. I said, "Can I sing for you guys?" <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, train like you fight. Train like you fight. Yeah. No more practicing alone solo. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I was training solo for a while because I get so nervous, right? But I was like, no, I should just get all the nerves out, yeah. sing in front of people and then be done. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. 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 This is so great. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear what our listeners do with this info, like how they're going to take their skills, their businesses, yes. their hobbies. Tell us what you want to get good at and yeah. tell it like this is also another way for us to hold you accountable, right? One yeah. of the best ways to hold yourself accountable is to speak it into the universe and let us, Mandy and Miley, hold you accountable to what you want to work on and focus on. Absolutely. We hold each other accountable all the time. So we'll, we'd be happy to hold you accountable yeah. too. Share with us what's happening and then share your journey. We love you guys so much. We do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us week in, week out. And inspiring us to do this and yeah, to keep going. Know, talk about the things that we are passionate about and we, you know, things that we want to share with you. So yeah. I appreciate everyone out there. You keep us consistent. I'm grateful. Oh, yes. Grateful. Thankful. Happy. All the things. Joyful. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Love you too.